Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Do you live in constant fear of someone spilling coffee all over your computer and losing everything you own? Then you need Backblaze. Go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Backblaze link on the right-hand side, and never worry about your data ever again. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You are victorious. I am pretty happy. I wasn't thinking it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I would say in the in the uh, in the wars of your. Do we ever come up with a name for that? No. Okay. We I don't. I don't know name. what it would be, but it's your apartment been wars. My in your apartment, apartment wars, wars. It's true. My apartment building wars. It does seem like you may have been where my victorious. rights were being va- uh, violated. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You're putting it as a rights issue now. It absolutely was. Are you kidding me? Somebody's taking it upon themselves to let a bunch of strangers wander around the halls and giving them secret passcodes to our rooms. All right. Well, we should explain this. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right. So we've got uh, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today, including the fact that. We're going to be joined by the one and only Todd Armstrong. Yes, it's a been bit. a while since we've had him on. Yeah, it has been. Love you that know, guy. One, of, one of our friends, a comedian, and he's got a bunch of exciting stuff that's going to be going on. So we will have uh, Todd on here in just a little bit and, and a lot of other stuff to get to. But I think first and foremost, we need to update this story that we've been addressing for, for a while. It's been a couple of weeks here on the show. It's, it's come up and it has to do with this in Sarah's apartment. Uh, she lives in a, an apartment complex here in southeast Portland, a locked, secure apartment complex. A locked, mind you. secure apartment where um, most of the apartment can only be accessed by a private security code. Yes, uh, where all of our belongings are, and like our storage units and where the bikes are kept and everything. So, so very much a secured building for only only p- residents who live there in this in this complex. Everybody, I, I don't know, fifty. 50- Hundred apartments. I don't know how many are in there. Mm, probably about Beats 50. me. Okay. Well, so so this is this is where you live. It's where you've lived for a while, and you discovered online, I believe, almost live here on the show. It might have been live on the show. I think it might have been that somebody in your locked, secure apartment complex was renting out a room on Airbnb. Yeah. And, and not only not only just running it, like didn't live there at all. No. Like wasn't like went on vacation for a day, said, oh, the room's available. Like this was a full time Airbnb operation, unbeknownst to the landlords, the owners of the building, unbeknownst to anybody else. And on top of that, the reviews on Airbnb explicitly said it spelled out what uh this person was what letting this person them do. allowed, yeah. They allowed them to essentially get access to everything, including the private storage in the basement for the regular paying tenants, um, access 24 hours a day to the room where she was just letting strangers wander into your apartment complex. Where basically, like the ad even said, like, all right, well, you know, first come, first serve. If you're willing to pay, you can just get in there as immediately as you want. Like, absolutely not. If someone had, you know, the money to plunk down for a couple of nights, like without any notice whatsoever, they could just come into the apartment with all, like all of the passcodes, the keys, access to everything. Right. So, so this, I, I found out about this, what, like sometime last month, I'd say? Yeah, it was within the last couple of weeks, I would say. Yeah, it was. Uh, Even. Yeah, okay. So two, I, three weeks. So I found this out and I actually went through and looked through my rental agreement just to absolutely make sure. And sure enough, it says, you know, absolutely no subleasing of your rental unit. You know, it's not, it's because it's not your property. Right. It isn't like, it's mm-hmm. not like your property to lease. It's uh, somebody else owns the building. They have done a background check on you, blah, blah, blah. That's your apartment. Anyway, so this, so found out that this 
uh, place in my apartment, which is fairly close to uh, the apartment I'm in, has uh, been making it an Airbnb for uh, like probably over a year now. Wow. Yeah. And so finally I decided to do something about it because I saw all these random people wandering around, you know, the apartment. Because I know, like, I might not be the friendliest person and I don't, like, have conversations with people in the halls, but I recognize the people that live in my I, building. I want to say, I do want to give a little bit of credit here to the country PI, which, of course, is the country private the investigator. The country PI did absolutely nothing. Because I believe the country PI inspired you to to help figure this out. And it was my ideas being, you know, that I'm a private investigator who grew up in the country with my country eyes. I see things city folks don't. I think because of my my ways of seeing things a little bit in a, in a different light, I can see things most people overlook. I believe I'd like to get a little bit of credit for helping that out. Um, I will give you no credit because okay. I had to do all of it. But you know what I will give you, give you credit for is the fact that I don't have a printer and you did print off the stuff for me. So what you're saying is... I was saying that Greg Nibbler helped, uh, helped me by using a printer. You didn't help solve anything. What you're saying is without, I had asked you if I could use your printer what you're saying is without the country PI without my skills my skill set that I provided what you're about to tell everybody wouldn't have happened is that essentially what you're saying Sarah what I'm saying is I appreciate you letting me use your printer so you're saying that the country PI no I'm saying that I so was I took- imperative was was <laughs> absolutely the main reason oh my god that where what you're do you about even to explain find this happened. music this is the country PI theme music now <laughs> Oh my God, Mr. Jenky has the best thing in the chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live where people are listening live by subscription. Uh, Mr. Jenky says, so country PI stands for country printer and ink. (laughs) Country PI at your service. All right, so explain what happens there. All right, so what happened is, uh, so there's an on-site drop box for our rent uh, that we drop every month. And so... I just, I mean, because I know that they check it. So I was like, all right, well, I could do something anonymously to not have it tied back to me. And because I'm sure if anybody else in my apartment, you know, who's there a lot, who that's their home, that's where mm-hmm. all their shit is. Like, you pay for a want- service. It would be like if one of my roommates was renting out their room unbeknownst to me, although that would be weird that, that I would wouldn't notice. Although sometimes, you know, I overlook things. They have friends over. So, so you know, maybe if I, if I didn't realize it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I decided, uh, I decided that I, didn't want that happening anymore. So um, I went to the country PI and asked him if I could use his printer and ink to mm-hmm. be able to um, print out one of the sheets. And actually, Let me just say, the first the first one's free. After that, we'll have okay. to talk about a rate system. But. Okay. Well, anyway, so Greg uh, helped me print everything out, but he printed out, you know, like the, de- like the description of what it was and then all of the comments, which were the most detrimental because the comments were saying, you know, access to everything. You can go into the locked storage unit. Here's the code. Like, oh, this person gave us the codes for everything. Like, you can go and, you know, wander the apartment. Yeah. So I decided to put the, um, like, fold it up, put it in there with the rent box. I did that probably at the first of the month. And so at this point, two and a half weeks have gone by. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything. I'm like, okay, well, maybe. Then I was starting to speculate, like, maybe they're in on it, but I don't see how they'd be in on it because my um, landlords, as I've told you before, are very anal retentive. They would not right. They would not be stoked about sure. leasing. And they were, like, super thorough with the background check. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, lo and behold, I show up yesterday afternoon after the show, and I walk into my apartment, and there is a giant... There are like three pieces of paper emblazoned on the bulletin board that everybody, you know, leaves the notes. Like if some, say for example, like someone's cooking stinky fish or something, that's like where that goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember when you did this, yes. Yeah. And it said. When you left your anonymous, very passive aggressive letter. It wasn't so much passive aggressive as it was. It was aggressive, aggressive. just anonymously yeah. aggressive. And sure enough, there was a big misspelled sign, mind you. It would have been more intimidating if they used the proper um, conjugation of there. 
But uh, it said, yes, this is a reminder that there is no subleasing of your apartment. See copy of contract. Anyone subleasing their apartment, i.e. Airbnb, Craigslist, VRBO, etc., will be given a termination notice. Wow. So they did. So they got a termination notice. They got a termination notice. All right. And uh, the highlighted portion of the contract, because when I moved into the apartment, it's like five or six pages. Uh And they're like, page three on your contract. And they like did this huge, like supersized uh, you know, close up of it and all highlighted, and it's just like no, absolutely no subletting. This will lead to termination of your contract. Sweet, so they're out. And I didn't quite believe it. I didn't quite believe it until I went online to look at Airbnb, and lo and behold, their listing is gone. Another success for the country PI. Oh, you cannot take credit for that. Well, would it have happened without me? No. Yes, I, I could have gone to Kinko's that. or something and had somebody print it out. Country PI solves another case. You can send me an email. <laughs> Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Attention, Country PI. Let me know what your case is. We'll see if we can solve it. I was very happy. That is awesome. Well, good. They got what they deserve. I just didn't really, like, as soon as a couple weeks had passed by, I, I was just thinking my landlords weren't going to do anything about it. I'm like, okay, so this is the kind of place that I'm going to live in where just random people are wandering the hallways. Well, they probably had to come up with uh, a little bit more proof. I, I don't know. I don't, I, honestly, I don't know how you, how you go about that, but it's a direct violation of the lease. Mm-hmm. So they probably just had to get their ducks in a row and then be like, yeah, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is I've, good. It's, I, uh, honestly, the, the bottom line with it is it's just not safe. Yeah. It's and not I mean, safe if you're having them... You know, it's one thing with, with the apartments rented, you know, going through all the proper channels and the credit checks and all that stuff versus this person just letting random strangers come in with no clearance, no background. This would be like a serial killer's paradise. Oh, yeah. I mean, they can just walk right in. Because they, speci- they explicitly said in their uh, listing, which is now taken down, by the way. Yes. I know I just said that, but it makes me happy. Um, that they'll just take like, oh, yeah, you can um, room available immediately as soon as payment goes through. Mm-hmm. It's like anybody, anybody with a PayPal account could just be like, yeah. and let me just say, I'm not shitting on Airbnb or any of the stuff. I have friends no. who have those. That's fine. This is not their property to have an Airbnb. No, it was it was an illegal operation. It was illegal. Yeah. Airbnb yeah. is fine, but as long as it's going through the proper channels. Exactly. But- uh, uh, yeah, this is this is not mm-hmm. so. All right, well, so congratulations. Thank you. I feel I feel to very the country good. PI. All right, should we uh, do a little bit of world of crazy or ball talk before before? Did you just in? congratulate yourself? What? No, I don't. I don't think so. Just you know listen what? Back to the show to find out. You, anybody out there, could be a country PI if you have a printer with an inkjet. No, that's all you need. No, the country PI can be <laughs> hired. So yes, Country PI, what do you charge for paper clips? Well, we'll have to talk about that. Send send the Country PI an email. Attention, Country PI. We'll look into the case. Wow, Greg, that's really that's really giving of you. <laughs> All right, I've got some world of crazy. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Now, Greg, do you remember us uh, talking about this a while back about the reality show that is going to be taking place on Mars, where they're trying to recruit people? To yeah. colonize Mars in the year 2024. Well, I, th- I think more the colonizing Mars is the more important part than the reality show associated. How do you think they're funding the colonization, right? Greg? But I'm, what I'm saying is, eh, you know, there might be some more uh, more important aspects of the scientific discovery and colonizing of another planet. The reality show is kind of 
secondary to that. Greg, actually, it isn't secondary. Okay, it's, it's primary not. because in order to get funding for said... It's got to be the reality. Interstellar, that is so sad. Interstellar so travel sad. to Mars. They have to have a reality show about the people's journeys. If that's the case, to- that is the saddest state of human involvement I could ever imagine. We are cannot you, go on a space exploration mission. Are you telling me that you of would not watch, I'll a, watch it? Of course I'll watch it. Yes, say, I'll watch it. You'll watch people prepping to live the rest of their lives on Mars. Yes, I will watch I it. I know you would. I know I will. But what I'm saying is the fact that that's required, if that's the case, that's sad. Well, 100 candidates have been shortlisted now out of the 200,000 hopefuls. It, is it too late for me to apply? Um, It is not. I've got to debate on that because you're not coming back. You don't come back. Yeah, you, you, you live there back. forever. Mm. So again, I would have to be where I would be able to choose my uh, teammates. I would need to be in charge. I would not be able to go to Mars and be second in command know, forever for let the me, rest of my life. Let me no. tell you about one of the people that's been shortlisted, however, which she might get it because she sounds the crazy and this is what she wants to do. So there are 100 candidates shortlisted for the mission um, to Mars. It's going to happen in 2024 out of 2,000 hopeful, or excuse me, 200,000 hopefuls oh, that have applied for this. 200,000 hopefuls, okay. And this woman's kind of standing out because uh, her name is Maggie Liu. She's a British astrophysics student who wants to have the first baby on Mars. And that's her pitch. She wants to have the first Martian baby. Okay. Mm, so she's 24 years old, studying at Birmingham University, uh, and she wants to be among the people that are chosen for this project called Mars One. Okay. So Mars One is backed uh, by a not-for-profit Dutch organization, which uh, will be spending the next 10 years training the folks who are picked okay. about life on Mars. All right. So it's only four people that get picked. <sighs> That's a really it's limited two supply. two women and two men will then be picked to man the spacecraft, which is due to depart in 2024. What if I... Oh, man. See, the thing is, what if you would get annoyed with those people? Well, yeah, And you're stuck. You There's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere to go. That's your planet forever. You'd have to really get along with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why it's a 10-year process. So its backers claim the necessary funds will be raised by a reality television program following the project's progress. So even so, when they do this and raise the funds, it's only going to fund a one-way trip, and the astronauts would be expected to establish a human colony on Mars, well, I think it's building less- everything themselves. Again, I don't think the reality show is the focus of this. I think that's that's the the side the side aspect. It's not well. It's only going to fund the one way trip. I think that's because science can only fund a one way trip. It's to begin the colonization of Mars. No, but in order to fund the colonization of Mars, they have to make money, which is going to be paid but, for by a reality show following the people who are going to be colonizing Mars. <sighs> uh, so anyway, twenty uh, four year old Maggie Lou goes on to say, "I think it'd be really exciting to have a child because that would be the first real Martian." I don't know what race or nationality it would be because there are no countries in Mars yet. <laughs> it'd be Martian. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. But I mean, that, well, that's no, all well, she, is she it American? Could be is she American? She's British. She's British, so mm-hmm. it'd be a, a British citizen, citizen, British Martian. She could be a British Martian, yeah. except for since uh, Britain doesn't exist on Mars. Yeah, but the mother would still be British. I'm sure that would transfer over. You don't know the rules on Mars. Uh, candidates that were not selected, however, will have a chance to reapply in a new application round that's opening in 2015, Greg. I have to think about it. I have to think about that one. Hmm. I just wanted to give you something to think about. All right. It's Maggie Lou's got kind of, she looks a little crazy. Maggie Lou looks completely bad. I'm looking her up here. Yeah. Yeah, she sure does. She looks a little bit scary. She like, has she the crazy would be the lady one, eyes. He's like, I want a Martian If this baby. were a movie about it, she'd be the one that would kill everyone. 
She totally in their snapped sleep. for anything for her Martian baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For I have to protect my Martian baby. No, because she would think that all of a sudden she'd go space crazy, and she would think everyone's trying to kill her Martian She's baby. She's got space crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. She'd go space crazy, and she would think everyone wants to kill her Martian baby, and she'd be like, not without my Martian baby. That's my Martian baby. It. It's like a Martian baby lifetime movie kind of okay. going on up there. Yeah. All right, so since we're talking about uh, the Brits, let's go to another story from the UK. So we talked about this before happening in uh, United States of America. However, uh, the UK is now catching up and they've decided to host their first ever celebratory gathering for men with small penises. Seems to be a recurring theme. You have a lot of these stories. I feel no, like, there was the only the year. one from, uh, I think it was New York. Okay. New York or New Jersey where they do that once a year. This is the first time in the UK that they're doing this. Oh, okay. This is called right. the Big Small Penis Party, which is open to everyone. So it's uh, happening in London and uh, entry will be charged... By the length of the penis that you are carrying while you go into the party. So it's 50 cents per inch. So that's your entry fee. <laughs> Guess I can't afford to go to that one. <laughs> Take out a loan is what I'm going to need. <laughs> and uh, with the average penis being between, this is what it says, five and six inches long, most men uh, will be able to get into the penis party for $3 or less. Now, Gotta pay my house payment. I can't afford to go to that party. <laughs> men will be asked to reveal their penis size upon entry to the event. So uh, if you say that it's bigger than it is, it'll end up costing you a little extra money. (laughs) So the party has been started by a poet named Ant Smith, who gained popularity in Britain because he wrote a poem entitled Shorty about his own small penis. Auntie, or excuse me, Ant Smith goes on to say, for too long, men who have perceived their penises to be small have been made to feel inadequate. It's time to stand up and say there's nothing wrong with having a little knob. Okay. People who are celebrating the small penises will be comedians, nude poets, folk musicians, and rappers performing at the event, which is open to both men and women. It's an open invite to everybody, male or female, says Ant. We've been touched by, oh, all of us has been touched by a small penis at some point in our lifetime, and now it's time to give back. Now, the poet says he isn't trying to body shame anyone and will use the, uh, the takings at the door to use it for um, a mathematical calculation of the average size of the male attendees. Okay. Now, women who want to enter will be charged uh, also 50 cents per preferred phallic inch, the length they would like to have their penis be if they were a male. So if you live in London, attention our British listeners, the Big Small Penis Party will be held on March 7th at the Rhythm Factory in Whitechapel. Wow, sounds sounds exciting. Sounds like a grand old time, doesn't it? Real, real hoot. Ooh, sweet. Uh, I've got some news after this. I'll okay. Uh, you're right. Here, I'll just do one more. Okay. So then we can do your stories. Standing for the... This is another British one. So it's my three for... My three for... Okay. On UK stories. A three for... Is it, is it going to involve penises? It doesn't involve penises. Sweet. It involves donuts. Okay. All right. Standing for the Krispy Kreme Club, but unfortunately sharing the same acronym as the Ku Klux Klan, Krispy Kreme Donuts is getting flack for calling their new club KKK. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, so they were calling uh, their club meetup night on Wednesday nights. They said, "Some come celebrate KKK night. Krispy Kreme Club. Who doesn't understand that? This is the problem when you have, I would, okay, I'm just going to say this. When you have people that are a little bit too young, perhaps involved in marketing. their social media and mm-hmm. the marketing message. Because that would have been so easily caught. I would think, mm-hmm. anyway. By anyone who understands what that is, I, I, well, the crispy. I'm trying to be careful what I say, but I'm just saying that would be so obvious that would never go past anywhere. 
Unfortunately, it did. There are like, photographs it would, of it. It's just so ridiculous. Krispy Kreme not only posted this on their sandwich boards inside of their stores, but they decided to post it on their Facebook page. That was when they realized the error of their ways after Krispy Kreme fans were quick to point out the mistake. Uh, after which, Krispy Kreme released a statement saying, Krispy Kreme apologizes unreservedly for the inappropriate name of a customer.